ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the season seven, episode five, Raven on Podcast Recap of Marathony Goodness. Because, oh God, I'm so excited after this episode, I can't even <laughs> think straight. Uh, with me, as always, in the lounge is Stuart Late. Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. Have you had a good week, Stuart? I've had a great week. How good was that episode? I know. Ah. Oh. So much happened, it, and yet not a lot happened, but so much happened. And John touched a dragon, and, <laughs> and, and Danny touched and not Jorah. And that wasn't a metaphorical and, thing. Oh like my it, God, Gendry <laughs> came back. I know. And I just realized what I left out of my one minute challenge Yes, I, I've left out a lot of stuff too. Holy crap. <laughs> you got a lot more written than me. That's, that's I, very impressive. Well, I was scrawling, Stu, scrawling yes. like the wind. That's right. Um, does the wind scrawl? I don't know. But yes. So bear with us, ladies and gentlemen, because I—I th- I mean, last week's episode was a—it was a brutal killer of a emotional it roller was. coaster. This week's episode was that rebalancing, yep, little bit of hatha yoga, a little bit of a wheatgrass <laughs> shot, you know, just getting all the the humors aligned again. Just detoxing, detoxing yeah. from a from yeah. a major dragon it was fire a burning, colonic irrigation all That's around. It. Yes. We just felt very watered <laughs> and cleansed. <laughs> had a colonic irrigation have you neither have i no mm. i remember asking the head of no the, plans um, either no plans yeah <laughs> well i remember asking the head of the australian medical association mm. once about it it was justified we'd been talking about it in the newsroom and then i was doing sure. an interview and i said oh you'll know i think useful <laughs> and uh and he was like no and so i've ever since then figured a lot of money for not a lot of well, I guess you get something back out of it, but maybe not the well, kind you, of thing you, de- you want. You definitely get something out of it. Yeah. Um, There's a lot that comes out of it. Well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Why did I bring that up? I don't know. But I'm excited, Stu. Yes. We're back. We're podcasting. Hooray. And just as an, a quick update to everyone um, who maybe hasn't seen this announcement on, on Patreon or my Facebook page yet, but I am, in fact, going to New York very soon. So I will miss, well, I won't miss it, but I'll be watching the last episode of this season, episode seven, S77, um, from New York, live. That's so awesome. As it goes out on HBO on Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited. So it's a very last minute thrown together, quick holiday that is is just an opportunity I have to take and grab Mm. as you do in this life. So I'll still be recapping, but our podcast for that episode will be delayed. But I am yes. looking into how we can catch up via Skype or I can record something. We'll do something. We'll do we'll, something. We'll try to do some yeah. kind of quick update um, for for the podcast, just a bit of a check-in, see yeah. how we're doing, if we're, you know, excited, devastated, you know, God, <laughs> hopes, God help us they haven't killed off someone beautiful um, <laughs> by the end of this season. Well... So we'll, we'll talk about that. We've got today, we've got this episode, and we've got next week together, Stu, and then yes. I'll be off. But once I come back, which is early September, that's it. We'll, we'll get back together. We'll have we'll, a big wrap up of we'll, everything that's happened. And, and we'll just go for for ages. Absolutely. And talk everything Game of Thrones. <laughs> so that might be a bit out of schedule, but if you're not on my Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne, and um, I will keep you updated through there as to times and expected dates. I'm going to try and put up sort of holiday stuff as well, particularly if I see anything Games of thrones Totally. Um, but I'll try and do like a live chat or something from the States as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. That'd be awesome. But I am very cognizant that a lot of people who are reading my recaps or hearing them are from Australia. So obviously we have a time difference mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily want to get on as soon as the episode is aired and... 
No, because spoiler because then you, be, you become the spoiler. I become the spoiler. So <laughs> I thought about live tweeting it as well, but for similar reasons, I don't think yeah. I will. I think I'll just watch it and absorb it and That's try it, yeah. to... Um, you don't want to be part of the 11.30 a.m. problem. Well, this is the here. thing because I, I normally, you know, start my recap in the late afternoon when I watch yeah. the show and then go well into the evening and this is why it takes so long and I'm so sorry that I can't get them up faster. But I think this they, week's was like well over 5,000 I was about to say, I, they are worth waiting for. Oh, they are epic. They are epic <laughs> things. They are amazing. And last night... When I was recapping, I had um, I had the instance of because as we said, uh, I've I've been doing songs every episode. I've yes. been doing song parodies <laughs> because they've just been popping into my head. And then I one wasn't there, one wasn't there, and then all of a sudden one I I was writing about Aria and getting the letter from Baelish, and oh my god, how good was that? But when I found that. out, now you teased this to me last night. I, I got a personal teaser, guys. <laughs> Natalie Natalie messaged me and said, "I've got this song." And I think it's working, but I'm not going to show it to you. I'm like, well, you can't do that. Yes, you've I can. Got to, you've got to show me <laughs> what the song is. And she was like, no, no, no. You'll read it with everyone else, Stu. Well, at the point, I didn't have it completed at that point. It yeah. would have been a half-formed bit of nonsense. Sure. Um, but no, it was, uh, so take a letter, Aria, and, <laughs> instead of take a letter, Maria. And I just started singing that in my head. And I went, oh, no, I'm going to have yep, to do that that's, song that's now. It now. And I don't know that song very well, so I had to go look it up. That's and right, yeah. Watch it and listen to it several times to get all the rhymes and <laughs> work out the scans. And it, uh, oh, God. So I put it in the recap this morning. So, yes. Um, yeah, so do check that out on cheeseburgergothic.com. Why did I bring that up? Um, I can't remember why I brought that up now. <laughs> I'm uh, sure you remember. Oh, because yes. it takes me hours to do these recaps. Yes, exactly. And, you know, they're already going to very late. So, you know, now I'm going to be watching the episode at 9 p.m. American time. That's it. And going through which till... Which is 11 a.m. Australian yep. time. So I'm going to be going way into the early hours Absolutely. of the morning. So I can pretty much write off that day in New York, I suspect. <laughs> I'm in the Big Apple. I'm so tired. I'm just going to sleep in my hotel. Um, no, I, I, I do intend to try and make the make the best of it. Um, Time to start drinking coffee at that point. Yeah, yeah, which I don't do, so maybe I should investigate. I've heard America does amazing coffee. Oh, have you? I've heard they no, do I, terrible coffee. I, that, right, I that see. That was the joke. You're making was, a joke, yeah. and I didn't spot it at all. I, I thought that was Go like a, me. It it's been a, a long day. It is a truth universally acknowledged <laughs> that America makes the shittest of all yes. shit coffee. <laughs> Um, as, as well, Australian having travelled, having travelled around Europe, they're not far behind. But oh, really? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. There but you anyway, go. There you go. Is it just sort of continental Europe, or are you talking Britain or? Oh, Britain. Britain has like a lot of Starbucksy type places where you can right. normally get something approaching what you recognise yeah, as a coffee. Yeah, approximating coffee. Yeah, but uh, like you know, you go to like Italy, for example, you would expect to get a decent cappuccino in Italy. You really? would think, wouldn't you? Couldn't find one. Really? Nowhere, nowhere. They were they were all foam. Do you know? Just, just froth. The entire thing is froth. I'm insane. It's Isn't insane. that interesting? Because I read once an argument that why Australia has really good coffee and mm. America doesn't is because all the the Italians and Greeks, all the coffee people, yes. who yeah, moved yeah. to America, moved there before the invention of the espresso machine. Yes, which yeah. came about in the more. Um, so they all moved over in, in the early 20th century before the espresso yeah. machine was invented and all the Greeks and Italians who moved to Australia moved to Australia in the 50s after the espresso machine yes. had been invented and brought it with them <laughs> and developed this coffee culture. That's it, yeah, absolutely. And so that's why America missed out. But you would think in Italy yeah, it's like it's like everyone who was into coffee left, left Greece Italy. and Italy and, yeah. and decided, oh, we're not going to... 
we're not going to make good coffee anymore in, in Greece and Italy. You know, you know what? In the, France, there's, you can't get a good coffee in France. The majority of people coming to to us are American tourists. They don't know any better. Let's just give them all the dross. Maybe that's, that's what they're doing. They're that could all be the why. That, that could be why. Apparently, they just uh, see anyone who speaks English and they assume they're either English or American. So they're used so, to dregs. Yeah, they're used to dregs. How did we get onto that? Coffee. Coffee. Yes, I need Red Bull and Pepsi Max yes. and uppers and poppers and toppers <laughs> and shooters and spinners and blasters. An and entire suitcase full of stimulants. Exactly. And I'm sure that Trump's America will welcome me <laughs> with open arms. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so that's just a pricey to say... Please keep bear with us. We'll we'll definitely have you know a podcast. It might just be a little bit delayed. Sure. Once I get back from New York, but I'll buy you a present, Stu. What oh, do you, you want? Oh yeah. My what do I I'll want? Have to... Can you bring a New York hot dog back, or is that past the security laws? I mean, I don't know if I can get one in a vacuum sealed sort of package. <laughs> That's true. I'm yeah. happy to do that. I don't know if it, I don't know if it would be the same experience, but no. that might be interesting. Maybe it would be though. If <laughs> you know, they've got a half life of a thousand years. That's right. So. Exactly. Yeah, you could probably just leave them in the open, and they're yeah. fine. They, they won't desiccate at all. All right. Well, um, if you have an idea of a present that I could buy. Stew in, uh, in in New York. Call in um, if you can hear what sounds like a large fight outside <laughs> King's Landing, complete with dragons. It is in fact fireworks from the Ecker, which mm. is not far from my house and in Brisbane. The Ecker is the exhibition. It's the royal show. It's the country meets the city. I made a post about it because we both were at the Ecker the other day. Yes, and uh, I, I ducked down to see baby animals and posted a few photos and I had a few people go, "What's what's the Ecker?" And I'm like, "How do you not know what the Ecker is? <laughs> how can you exist?" People in the who world? have never people who have never been to Brisbane before, exactly. how can you not know what our very specific local show is about? Exactly, Stu. It's a <laughs> beloved local institution featuring strawberry sundays and rides and occasional vomiting hmm. and baby animals and it's and an annual lovely. dose of a terrible terrible flu. Yeah, but it's tradition. It is tradition. Speaking of traditions, we do our one-minute recall challenge before every podcast Good now. segue. Thank you. Well, like really, I'm, really top-notch. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> proud of that. All those years in commercial radio didn't go to waste no. after all. Um, I, now, you went. I went first last week because you just went with the dragon battle drawing. Yes, I did, yes. So I think okay. we need to hear from you first. This okay, we, we probably should because I did not get down as much as I thought I was going to. It was tough. So much happened. Yeah, so much happened. And yet not a lot happened. So there was a lot of there was a lot of scenes of just people standing in rooms talking, yeah. like patented Game of Thrones. And but somehow, it was so great. And somehow I was able to write over 5,000 words. There was one scene of two people sitting in a room talking that was very, very important, which we're going to have to have a chat yes, about. Yes, we will. But so this is what I wrote down in my, in my minute. The top of my list, the Westeros 7. <laughs> That's what I've taken a call. And people have, people have been talking about them. Like they're talking about like the Westeros Avengers. Um, I saw one tweet that was like the Suicide Squad, the event, the adventures of the magnificently um, uh, depend, depend. What's that Sylvester Stallone one? Deplorables, Dependables, Expendables, Expendables. Yes, the magnificent Expendable <laughs> Avengers of Navarone. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> it was very well done. Yes. And I was like, oh so, yeah, the, the concept of a small band of able men going mm. off to battle demons and whatever is. Not new, but it, yeah, it was but so it fresh. Awesome. So good. Um, what else did I say? I said uh, Gilly gets mansplained. Uh, that was a very <laughs> good scene and uh, someone we really need to dig into because we there's a pretty huge revelation. Yeah. The yeah. show very cheekily breezed right past. Yeah. Um, 
Arya and Littlefinger dance around Sansa. Yeah. That's what I, I quite liked what was happening up at Winterfell. The water um, dance and the finger ring? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll, I guess. I'll, yeah, I'll absolutely. I'll edit that out. I'll edit that out. Um, I won't edit that out. You won't edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gendry, Hammer Time. Gendry! So I Coming forgot back, to put down Gendry. You forgot to put down How Gendry, How could I forget yes. to put down Gendry? I was so happy when I saw it. So He's like, I've got business. Like... I've got business in Flea Bottom. And I'm like... Well, that can be only a very small number of things. Exactly. And, I was and like, so off oh, he went. Oh, uh, Jorah's back. Jorah. Jorah the well, Explorer. I mean, he's he's been back. back for a while, but he's back with Danny. Yes. For absolutely. a brief period before going away. Before going away again. <laughs> and that's something, that's something else I will talk about this week is the way this show is just blowing through plot lines. Oh, my like, God. It has no time. Yep. Like, and this is the thing because we have a shortened season this season and next season. It's getting through a lot of plot. I've actually had a few people comment on both my Patreon and on Facebook saying, you know, I'm just really uncomfortable with how fast everything is happening and there's sort of no regard for the time it takes to move around anymore and it's just run, run, run. And, uh, you know, they say what well, it would have been great to have more pace like for 10 episodes, but I kind of feel like if we'd had the 10 episodes, sure, I would have preferred that. Absolutely. But at the same more Game time, of Thrones is always good. More Game of Thrones is always good. But... I feel like some people would have been like, oh, nothing happened. There it would was have been, blah, boring. We would have already had a couple of episodes with, where not much happens. And yeah, you're right. There would have been that whole thing where people just go, oh, it's so boring. There's just people sitting around talking. Mm. Which is That's so very, great. I know. I don't it's what the show does best. It's incredible. don't enjoy Game of Thrones characters sitting around talking. Totally, absolutely. And yet we're, we are now getting the flip side of that where people are like, no, but I like all the sitting around talking. And now they're just like, Flying around in dragons, burning people, and, and like, you know, having giant awesome battles and doing well, stuff. Well, the fireworks. Very <laughs> timely fashion. That's right. Explode behind us. Um, continue with your list. Um, so the, the last thing on my list, so this is all I got to, uh, was uh, Varys Reads the Scroll, which I found that whole scene that very, very so awesome. That was so good. Very cool. That was one of my highlight little very, scenes. Very, very That cool. little interaction yeah, of like, of him and what's Tyrion. that? You know, it's a sealed scroll <laughs> for the king in the north. Oh, what's it say? What's it say? <laughs> Nothing good. <laughs> Just totally summed up both of their characters. Yes, exactly. Beautiful. All right. Um, well, I am the same as you. My list started with The Magnificent Seven. Absolutely. Dun, 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 um, I wrote John Danny, Jorah back. John touches Drogon. Oh yes, exactly. That's one of the things that I want to talk about, and yeah. we did I didn't write it down. Which I followed up with touch me, please. <laughs> um, because you know, we only have a minute, but that doesn't stop me getting out some Absolutely. Secret desires. Mm-hmm. Secret? Secret. Secret? Not secret. Uh Jorah serves. Nice. I don't know what that meant. Uh, Tyrion anxious. Deep. It's deep is what it is. Tyrion anxious. Tyrion yes. anxious yep. because Tali's on fire. <laughs> oh, Tali's on fire. Um, someone actually did message me to say, is your song going to be uh, I'm on fire? I'm on by fire. Bruce Springsteen. That's why I sang that because it's been in my head ever since. And I was like, oh, I wish that's that a, had That's a good choice. Me. That's a good choice. That would have been good to have that occur to me, but no, no, no. We'll go with the other <laughs> Take a letter, Maria. I have to go. I have to be inspired. Like it has to That's pop right. into my head. Hey, that is a, that is a great pun. Yeah. Take a letter, Aria. Aria. Yeah, you just have to pronounce the name with yeah. three syllables <laughs> That's instead, it. Of, instead of Aya, which some people say. Okay, then I wrote Jamie, uh, quote unquote, Mister Darcy um, Lannister, <laughs> <laughs> because of his jump into the now. 
Do you do you know that I had last week? I had that thought. I was like, "Oh my god, Jamie, I'm going to have to make a joke in next week's recap if Jamie survives." Yeah. Which I was suspecting he would do, but of course I got it wrong because I thought he'd be rescued by Danny or whatever. Hmm. But I was like, "I'm going to have to refer to do a Mr. Darcy joke in the recap. That is begging to be made." Yeah. And then I totally forgot. Well, because it wasn't a very Mr. Darcy scene. No, like, it like wasn't. he's wearing armor, so it's not like he's in like the, the, the I know, see-through but I shirt. feel like it was a it was a cultural touchstone opportunity lost. Sure. Um, so I said it there. Um, <laughs> and also that scene, it was such an amazing scene, but because it happened the first it was the first scene. Yes. And it was so lovely. I love that but, it was the first scene. Like because, just straight away they're like, easy life. Easy life. <laughs> Because of that, I never went back to like in the recap. There was so much else sure. that you just I blow was straight. like, you blow straight I, into it. Yeah. I, I, you know, you, that whole series of the aftermath was all about Danny and the Tarleys for me. It was, you know, Jamie came in later when he started talking to Cersei about absolutely. Hey, sis, we're boned. Um, speaking of Cersei, I wrote Cersei Prego. Yes, that's something I did not write down um, yeah. because I kind of think she's lying. Maybe ah, you're in the fake news. I pregnancy. Am, am in the fake news pregnancy. Although, like, it would actually make a lot of sense thematically for them to have another kid that that then ties Jamie in. But I don't trust Cersei. Yeah, I just don't trust her. Oh no, and you uh, can't. But yeah, we'll we'll see how she goes. Um, Sansa and Arya discord is what I wrote. Yes. Arya stalking Baelish and Letter, which is referencing that mm-hmm. uh, scroll. Uh, and then I wrote Sam effing, although I didn't write effing, um, <laughs> Sam effing idiot. And I forgot to mention Bran in there, but yeah, Bran had a vision. Bran had a vision. He has visions now. <laughs> so, okay, let's, um... Let's let's start with the Tarleys. Yeah, we'll start, f- start feel the, the fire and, and try and go through and move, move to Dragonstone. But um, let's let's follow Danny. Tyrion, looking Being very the voice of reason, very conflicted, anxious because yep. he walks through the battlefield and it's yeah. ash and bone and destruction. Totally, and he is visibly upset. And then Danny's like, "Yeah, these guys are going to bend the knee or die." No choice allowed. Yes. And yeah, yeah. how sad was it that we lost Dickon? We lost Dickon. We only just got to know him. Yeah. Dickon, and, Dick off. Dick and on, the best, yeah, exactly. The best, like the best uh, named character that we've ever had on the show, really. Mm-hmm. Just a, the endless opportunities for. Yeah. It, they've snatched that away from yes. us. And I used the term snatched <laughs> accidentally, but weirdly appropriately. Yes, exactly. Uh, why did Tali do this? He's just. Broken faith with Elena um, to team up with Cersei. Why couldn't he have, as Tyrion I said, just it, don't destroy your house, just bend the knee? I read it as very, um, very in character for him. He's just a bit of a shit, and he's oh. also, he's also like a, a bad person. He's not a very good person. So I believe him when he says, "Look, you know, Cersei is bad, but she grew up here, like she's Westerosi." Yeah. You were born in Dragonstone, but you've grown up like in a foreign country. Which is so funny. Get out of the country. Yeah. Well, the, the parallel that came to me is in, in Australia at the moment, there's been all these recent examples of federal politicians finding out that they're disqualified from actually being <laughs> yes. federal politicians because they haven't renounced citizenship, foreign citizenship. Foreign yeah. citizenship. And uh, I tell you what, I've, I've never been so glad to hold dual citizenship in my life. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you mean I can never run for federal parliament? Wow. 
That's a really scratch that one off the potential um, list. <laughs> but so it was just really funny to have this whole, you know, well, she's not from here; she's a foreign invader. Yeah. And, and I was like, no, no, she's from Dragonstone. Yeah, that's she was it. born on Dragonstone. She has citizenship, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I just the parallel struck me as very funny. No, it was it was very funny. But I but what what Tali is saying is that you know you grew up in Essos. You're yeah. not from here. You're bringing foreign invaders, savages, savages. Always a good word to deploy. Mm. Um, you mm. know, so uh, I, I take him at his word. Like, he's just a bit of a horrible person and he can't... That's too far for him. Like, he'll yeah. break his honour for pragmatic reasons. But he seemed happy for Dickon to bend the knee because when Tyrion said, look, bend the knee, don't be an idiot, you're the future of your house, and he Dickon, Dickon looked at his dad and Randall just sort of... Nodded. No, but that's, but that's right. But he was also in that moment sort of taking one for the team as well because yeah. he was like, I'm not going to bend the knee. But my but he, son can, because he, I can take the moral stand. Yeah, but he didn't really fight harder for Dickon to be given a break. Yeah. So, I, I mean, the fact that they are both now fried, yes. um, toastily fried in their armour, meant that, and I just want to bring this up now before I inevitably forget, because it occurred to me after I finished writing the recap, and I'm kicking myself I didn't include it, Sam Tarly is, is now, now the heir the, to Horn Hill. Heir, or heir to Horn Hill, mm. and... He had a scene where he talked to the maesters who were all like, blah, 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 old men, blah, blah, decision, blah, 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 let's do nothing. And he said, if you people trust you, if you told all the lords to send their armies north to hold the wall, they would do it. And then Sam leaves the citadel, which we'll, we'll talk about. Yes. But he leaves before finding out that his father and brother have been incinerated and he yes. now technically has an army that he could order. Well, I mean, they can't all have no, died. not quite, because he took the black. So he renounced all titles and, and claims. Oh, yeah. So he's not... So And, and, and he, unlike John, he never... He's at the Citadel as the future maester of the Night's Watch. Hmm. So he is still a sworn brother. I feel like there's got to be some kind of get-out clause. Well, he could always get stabbed in the heart and then brought back by a red priest. Look, That's... that may be a little extreme. <laughs> but he's going through all of those papers and scrolls and texts. You don't think that there's something in there that he could find to go, actually... Sure, sure. I mean, I, I think... And is there something for... Oh, yeah, no, because they do. They give up all titles, yeah. They give up all titles. That. He's... He... Technically has renounced that. That's the whole reason he was but sent to the But he's with war. Gilly. He's got a family. He's already broken. He's already shown that he's broken. Sure. His and and we might see before the end Sam become the head of House Tarly. This is what I mean because he, who's going to put him to death? It would be John as head of Winterfell. <laughs> and John's not going to. John's like, no, no, we cool. He's my bro. <laughs> uh, he's backed me up. I've backed him up. Mm. Um, you know, he's left the watch. He's got a role to play now. I don't. I think he could kind of leave. Yeah, he's already possibly. got a wife and a hey, baby. Like, it's out there. It's definitely out there. We'll get um, to Sam later. Which but, would also mean that Craster's kid, like, I guess it's it's Gilly's kid, but, you know. Yeah, you, you just anyway, can't think too think much about, about incestuous yeah. relationships in this show because the whole John Danny <laughs> thing, which we'll get to now, yes. um, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's looking obviously – more likely that something will happen there. Well, before we before we go on to that, oh. do you think uh, Danny is going full supervillain at this no, point? No, no, I don't. No? no, 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 I don't. I think she's got a very strong moral idea of right and wrong. Yeah, and she gave people a choice, and that's how she's always. That's how she behaved in Marine and in Slavers Bay. 
with the Masters, it has proven problematic at times but for not the, having this flexibility. Wasn't, this but wasn't the Masters. This is the equivalent of her hitting Slaver's Bay and saying to the slaves, you know, either you're free or I'm going to burn you alive. Do you know what I mean? Like it's... It's these the are just slavers, soldiers. These no, are just no, foot no. soldiers. No, no, but the slavers. But but I think that's what she spared them all. They all knelt. They all know what what's like. Yeah, but that's a that's a heck of a choice. That's a heck of a choice. It's like you can either kneel or be burned alive now. Yeah, but she wasn't going to do that to the unsullied because her whole point was to recruit them through hearts and minds. Sure, so you're saying that but surely, hearts surely, hearts and minds is more of a. But she made a speech. She said, "I'm not here to." Cersei has told you lies about me. I am here to break the rule that has affected both rich and poor. Now let me burn you to death with a dragon. No, I'm going with the first <laughs> bit of the speech. I don't think Danny is her father. I, I think she's. What, I think she's I getting closer. I don't care what Varys and Tyrion <laughs> talk <laughs> I, about as they justify. I trust. I trust. Look. Call me crazy. I trust Varys and Tyrion more than I trust Danny at this point. Uh, I think I think they need to. It's certainly interesting if she takes up like that. It's certainly a big plot. Yeah, and well, not only that. Obviously, the show is lampshading the fact that she's going down this road. She doesn't even. She may not even realize that's what she's doing, but that is what she's doing. Is that a word, lampshading? Yeah, lampshading. That that's that's uh, drawing. uh, (laughs) Hopefully not, Uh but. It's when a show deliberately draws attention to something. It's oh, not. Right. It's not quite lampshading. So it should like, be spotlighting. Maybe yes. Tor- um, torch holding. Yes. <laughs> to me, I mean. Yeah. Lampshading to me seems like dimming a bigger light with a sort of a covering device to reduce the visibility of said light. Yes. To make it more palatable to the eyes. True. Just being a co- yet, total bitch to you right and now. Yet, aren't I? <laughs> that's the phrase that has caught on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Lampshading's a thing, everyone, and I was just being a bitch. No, I was just <laughs> being argumentative for the sake of it. Move, move on, move on, move on. Um, no, I just, I just find it really interesting that um, the show is pointing out and is obviously making a point of this is the road she's going down, and it'll be interesting to see what they do with her. Mm you know, what choices she then ends up making. Because because later in the episode, like, she shows many noble heroic qualities and wants to work with John and wants to save as many people as she can mm. and comes to an armistice of sorts with Cersei. Mm. Uh, you know, so she's not there yet, but she's taken the first couple of steps. And it'll be very interesting to see how the show resolves that. If it does, I really hope it does, because it, it can't give us these little steps and then just not do anything with them. She has a lovely moment with John where he says, you know, what happened basically? And she said, I now have fewer enemies than I did yesterday. (laughs) First of all, side note, point for saying fewer, which somebody actually messaged me to say, did you notice that Danny said fewer? (laughs) And I was like, I didn't. And thank you for pointing it out. Um, But he, she says, you don't know how to feel about that to John. He's like, no, I don't. So they just leave that as that morally ambiguous, you know, he accepted that she had to go do what she had to do. Mm. But at that point, he also hasn't seen the damage. So maybe, I guess he can picture it because he's seen the dragons, but. I feel like seeing it would be different. Yeah. (laughs) What do you make of John touching, having his How to Train Your Dragon? I was thinking thinking that throughout the scene. The fact that it was just, it was just literally How to Train Your Dragon. (laughs) Like just putting his little hand out. Um. I was wondering what Danny. Is Danny's, this proof? 
What was Danny thinking during that moment? Because she seemed very confused. Yeah, she didn't seem angry or upset. Yeah, and there was a there was a thing from her point of view at one point where, like, she sort of lost sight of John, and I'm thinking. Is she thinking Drogon's eating him right now? And if so, why doesn't she look more worried? This is very strange. It was more like, what's going on down there? Yeah. And then Drogon's body sort of shifts and you see John touching his nose. Touching the thing. And I couldn't understand the significance of his, you know, the camera pan to his eyeball and his sort of eye flipped. Well, it's, and... it's a dragon recognising a Targaryen. So you're, that's what you think it is? Because I, I, he did do a big sniff. It is 100% do, what that is. He did do a big sniff. Yeah. Like... Yeah, you're good. Yeah. You're good. You'll, you'll do. Your, your dog has just given you approval. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Lots of memes online about how when, when, when your dog approves of Bay or something <laughs> like that. You know, great stuff. Um, but yeah, so that, that really cements the bond between them, I think, when Drogon sort of approves of him and doesn't like bite his arm off. And John doesn't seem to, because I forgot, shame on me. Shame, shame. We should have a bell. Shame, shame. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> I forgot that Tyrion touched the dragons. He yes. took one of them in uh, the cells. One of them the in ring. the cells, yeah, which does sort of give credence to the theory of secret Targaryen. Yeah. That's very interesting. Because we haven't seen, and I, I, I couldn't remember, it just didn't occur to me that I was like, oh, no one's ever touched them before. But, of course, Tyrion let them loose off their chains. Mm. So um, whether that's the same thing or because they were in, imprisoned in the dark and... You know, Drogon's always been the most independent and most fierce of all the dragons. So having his particular approval is definitely good. But they don't follow it up. She doesn't sort of say, oh, it's unusual. They don't normally let themselves be petted by Yeah, they just sort of let that moment hang there. And I think, yeah, it's just interesting. Interesting that they did it that way. And Mm. it was very, it was very cool. It was funny when Danny referred to... John taking back Winterfell from the bolters and saying, look, sometimes we have to show strength. You know, you killed thousands of people. I just had to go kill thousands of people. Mm. It's like, yeah, but the Boltons and and the Starks were kind of evenly matched. If if anything, the Starks were undermatched until the Knights of the Bell came. That's right, They were all humans and none of them were giant fire-breathing dragons. That's right. She's flying around in the medieval equivalent of an F-15 bomber. Yeah, it's a bit of a false equivalent to say, look, you have your thing. You had to take. You had to take. Don't get me wrong. It was awesome. Oh, right. <laughs> not, not. Let's not go down that yeah, road again. But having said that, that, it was great. I'm fine with that. Although I got a message from Dan from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast, who has finally started listening to our podcast, <laughs> um, which means he's finally he started hasn't had watching a chance the show. to watch the show. Oh bollocks! <laughs> anyway, he's an American right now, so he probably won't hear this for a while. But he sent me a message going, "Oh, I was really hoping that they'd kill Drogon. I was really hoping Bronn would shoot him down because you know that's her big weapon, and if she loses that, it levels the playing field." And I'm like, "Yeah, but the whole point is Danny's." kind of used her dragons to level the playing field against That's right. everyone else. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I don't I don't know. But anyway, so conference room gathering at yes. um, Dragonstone because John gets a message from Bran. We should briefly mention Bran's yes. visions. He's been walking up north of the wall yep. and sees the huge... Massive, army massive army of the dead. And it was amazing given that the birds were sort of soaring through the air and the snow and the wind and then all of a sudden they crest a hill and just bam, zombies. Bam. There's, there's the zombies. And then he says to the maester... Or, or, as you, or as you call them in your uh, recap, white supremacists. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Perfect. I got a lot of 
compliments on that. Just really, really good. <laughs> I think it was the marching as well. Yes, it's yeah, yeah. It's sadly timely at this point <laughs> in history, but let's try not to dwell too much on it. But um, the uh, the brand, the Maester sends ravens, which of course ravens are like might as well be email at the scene <laughs> yes. with because that's the scroll that Tyrion and Varys yes. are talking about. That's it. And John then opens it up and he's just, you'd think he'd be a bit happy to hear that Bran and Arya are alive, but no one said he's just a bit emo about it. Yeah. He says, yeah. right, I have to go back home and we have to, Bran's seen, he's, he's, he's more worried about what Bran has seen yeah. in his visions. He's seeing and, visions of the... But the thing is, he hasn't even met him in it. He's just trusting. I mean, that's pretty amazing that he's gone, oh, Bran's back. Oh, he sees visions now. Oh, he's seen the Night's King. But he must have written it in a way that John would believe it. That John goes, "Oh yeah, 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 this is all true. I've seen all this." Has he not seen Bran? No. No, I guess he hasn't. That completely slipped my mind. I assumed that he had seen him. No, Bran but arrived that's the after point, he isn't left. It? Yeah, yeah. So he's very trusting immediately to go. Yeah, that's a very good point. Actually, mm. I hadn't thought of that. But yeah, but I suppose he's already right. biased towards information that would back up the impending sure. approaching army of the dead, and yes. and of course he's not wrong. They, that. That's very true. Bran's back. He has visions now. Yeah. And he's special it, yeah. now. His eyes go milky white and he sees visions of the past, present, and future. And also uh he reckons like the army's getting closer. Yeah. That's a lot. That's, that's that's a hell of a lot to take on trust, actually, now that you mention it. That's <laughs> <laughs> in a small scroll. Yes. Uh, they have very, With a little little stamp. They have very tiny handwriting, though. They do. Tiny, precise handwriting. Tiny, precise handwriting. Everyone, everyone has very similar handwriting, almost yeah. as if one calligraphy expert is doing all the notes. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's just a house style in Westeros, you know. I mean, <laughs> well, they only have one font. Yeah. This is the thing. Well, you would imagine the maesters would They'd, all learn no one's, the Citadel, and then yeah. they'd teach all the kids the same style of writing. No one's so. paid for the extra font pack, so, you no. know, they all have the same one, Papyrus. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, God, remember when... You know, you'd get your Windows machine and you'd have about five fonts to choose yes. from. And then they expanded. That version came out, like there was 20. like 20. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Quickly, use papyrus and everything. You look arty and cool. Ah, <laughs> uh, fonts. What's your favourite font? What is my favourite font? I don't know. Ariel? Yeah, I feel very yeah. partial mm. to Ariel because it's... Ariel or Ariel? Um, because it's so used like in newsrooms and yes. everything. It's, mm. all, it's always been on programs I've used. It's always been... Uh, Ariel, 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 Ariel. I want to be where the fonts are. <laughs> I want to be where the wingdings fly. <laughs> Is wingdings still a thing? Is that? It's still there. Because like I remember you... being very excited about typing things in wing, wingdings. It's like I press N and it comes up as a smiley face. <laughs> what is this What's magic? Crazy. <laughs> Back in the 90s. Um, yeah, if you have a favourite font, call in. <laughs> Uh, I, I we don't have a number, so just call someone. Yeah, call someone and tell them what your tell favorite, them font your favorite is. font. Say Nat and Stu told me to call WKBBY Hits and Memories. <laughs> um, anyway, um, let's continue because I'm. <laughs> I, you can tell I'm trying to stop myself going off on tangents because we have so much. You to are get you are rating yourself in very admirably. I I'm, I'm am. Impressed. I keep I keep going. When you, whenever you hear a pause, people, it's me going, Stop. anecdote, <laughs> bring anecdote back in, submerge anecdote back into conscience. Don't embarrass oneself. Um, so, yes. All right. Tyrion then comes up with a plan 
to say if we can prove that the army of the dead is coming, yeah. Cersei will believe us and join forces with us. Now, is that a good plan? Look, Tyrion hasn't had a great record of late. <laughs> but, yeah, I must admit to thinking that's a lot. That's a very dangerous yeah. mission that Jon now has to lead because, of course, he would because Jorah is the one who volunteers to go. Yes. Initially, yeah, and then John says, "Oh, you know, the free folk will help." And Davos says, "Oh, they won't follow Jorah." And I said, "Well, I said." John says, <laughs> <laughs> "I'm starting to merge John and, then I, I, and I, me in my I, own mind." That, yes, I am very John strangely. I've, I'm walking into John. You're walking into yeah, John. Yeah, I'm walking yeah. into him. And then walking <sighs> Sorry, for the just, and then <laughs> heading for the for the nearest reflective surface. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just got a little excited, and I was like, "God, imagine if I could." Project myself into Jon Snow's body. Wow. <laughs> Submerge. Submerge. The yeah, there we go. Submerge pull it in. The pull, it in. Yep. pull it back in. Don't embarrass yourself. Um, <laughs> and Jon says, I, I'll lead it. You know, I'll, I'll go because only I have fought them. Only I only know how to dance. I. <laughs> only I can dance. What's that from? Oh, it's The Simpsons. Yes. <laughs> it's with Conan O'Brien. Oh, only I can dance. Only I can dance. No, I didn't. <laughs> Do a kid bit. Anyway, retrieve which is which isn't true because uh, uh, Sam Sam has fought and killed a White Walker. Yes, but Sam wasn't sitting around the table, and John That's said, true. "I'm the only person here who has." That's true. Seen them, and so I have to go. And also, I look hot in animal fur. So, and then he, and then he says, uh, Daenerys says, uh, "I I haven't given you permission to go." Yes. And then and then he says, "I I don't need Stuff your permission." Ya. Get stuff, I'm Mom. a king. Rack off. <laughs> Whenever I hear that, I just, I think of those really Australian sayings that probably don't aren't said so much anymore because we use the F word too much. But it's like, rack off. <laughs> Get stuffed. We said, I don't Stick need it your up permission. Your jokes. Yeah. I don't need your permission. I am a king. Yes. And I, I mean, I And he's to. more right than he knows. Yes. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get, we'll get to, to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, we just, I'm just trying to put a pin in this because at, at, there was lots of bits of Davos in this episode. He was on fire this episode, yeah. Referring to him being older and I I get that he is an older man. But you forget how young a lot of these characters are supposed to be. Yeah. Like, they were technically teenagers, like, at the start of the series. Yeah. So, like, you know, we've, we're a few 20s, years in. So, so they're now in their early to mid-20s. Yes. Uh, which is still very, very young to be Except making decisions for, like say, this. Except for, say, Arya, who started off at... Well, Bran started off about 10, Arya about 11. Bran about started 12. off at 10 and is now 30. Yes, he's um, he <laughs> a big unit. It's, it's really good for the show that he is permanently sitting down. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, they would have to do all sorts of explaining. Because you go back and look at him in series one and he's, he's a such tiny, a tiny, little delicate, delicate... Like, just a little, little, little elf. His, his features were so... Delicate mm. and fragile, and now he's... I mean, he's still a delicate-looking boy, but he's <laughs> huge. He's very tall. Um, so, but Davos referring to, oh, I'm just an old man, or I'm a liability... Because Tyrion says, I have to go talk to Jamie Because yep. the only person who Cersei will listen to is Jamie and the only person who might be able to talk to Jamie is me. Mm. So I have to get into King's Landing. And then there's that beautiful shot where they all look at They all at look Davos. at Davos, he's like, whoa. <laughs> And he's just like, I can get you in there, but I'm not a fighter. So if someone spots you, you're done. We're done, yeah. And Tyrion's like, yeah, fair enough. And then this later on, he refers to himself when they find Gendry and he makes the comment of, don't mind me, all I've done is sit here living to a ripe old age or something. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, so 
I, but I don't see Davos as being... I mean, it's great that he is self-aware. Like, he doesn't join the Magnificent Seven at the end yes. because he says, I'm a liability, to which Tormund Tormund responds... Yes. Yes. You are. <laughs> so good. Let's oh my goodness. our Tormund love oh, to the end. Oh, dear Lord. I can, get, I can see Stu getting yep. excited I'm, already. I'm getting excited now. Um, the So they go to... They, they, they very quickly dash across the, you know, the bay into King's Landing. Yes. Onto a secret cove. Secret covey thing. Davos has business in Flea Bottom, but before we yeah. get to that, Tyrion gets to meet with Jamie and Bronn sets it up. Yes, which, yeah, yeah. Remember how I was saying that uh, what ha- what would happen if Bronn met Tyrion because Tyrion's now working for another queen and Bronn's working for Jamie and wouldn't that be... Di- no, 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 no trouble. They're bros. They're bros. It's okay. But I feel like Tyrion must have paid him off. He must have <laughs> paid somebody to find Bronn and oh, paid Bronn. Because totally, yeah. Bronn in that scene with Jamie's like, no, no, you're not dying until I get paid. Yeah. Classic Bronn. Classic Bronn. If you can't fault him, <laughs> he sticks to his principles. That's it. He is... And he, he has is. no principles, but he sticks to <laughs> That's, that is what I love about Bron is because he's he, he is a very consistent character. Like he's had a, a small arc, but for the most part, he is true to himself, and that's what I love in characters. And he's a survivor, is, yeah, and absolutely. he just goes, "Yep, here you go. I'm off now." And that's why I got really just to jump ahead when Cersei says, "I'm going to punish Bron because he yeah, set up I'm a like, meeting no, where you're What the hell? I was like, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> you don't get to do that to Bron. Yeah, and Jamie no. just didn't even say anything. Yeah. Freaking hell, Jamie! So what's happening? Grow Bron? a spine, buddy. Do, do we think that Bron would have hightailed out of King's Landing after this? I don't like, know. I don't I, think he would have. If if Cersei takes out Bron, I'm going to be very. Are you very... not going to watch the show anymore? <laughs> Is that, are you going to quit in disgust? I would be pretty. That's, I mean, you know, it level. takes a lot. That's my line. Damn it, HBO! <laughs> I dealt with the with the horrible treatment of women. I dealt with the the death of Jon Snow and the anxiety that caused. <laughs> I, I dealt with all this. I dealt with the dragon battles. But you killed Bronn, mm. and you answer to me. Well, I don't. I'm hoping he would be sensible enough to bugger off or make himself scarce. I really hope so. But also, I don't know that any gold cloaks would go up against him. No, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, good luck to him, given the example that we see of the gold cloaks who turn up to yeah, they're just investigate. Sort of, they're just dudes. They're literally comedians because one of them was yes, Kevin Eldon. That's right. <laughs> the English comedian. I was like, that is that guy. I was like, he's in everything. Going, it's yep. the guy from Big Train, and uh, <laughs> but I couldn't remember his name. Um, so yes, yeah, so Jamie and Tyrion's meeting. Emotional. First time they've seen yeah, each other since. Uh, a plus from both those actors, yeah. just really selling it. Um, what a difficult meeting it would have been. Yeah. The complex emotions they're feeling and just like. Do I kill him? They're both very happy to see each other and also very uncomfortable with seeing each other. Yeah. And they just play it perfectly. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Great stuff. Because Jamie is so torn between his two siblings. That's right. Like, exactly. Even though. Tyrion killed Tywin and yeah. has no real justification for that. He could have just left. Jamie had helped him escape. Yeah. He could have just left, but Tyrion made the choice to shoot him. Yeah. Um, basically to get his own back, really. There was definitely, you know, Tyrion was not acting honourably in that situation, mm-hmm. but at the same time, Jamie, only, only Tyrion knows Cersei like Jamie knows Cersei. Yeah. Obviously not that well, but... <laughs> Jamie can't really talk to anyone else about 
No, Cersei about or, Cersei or, or any of the stuff that's happened. So Tyrion is that one kind of little, uh, sorry, I shouldn't use the word little, but he, he's that he's he's the the conscience, you know, almost, yeah. or the sounding board that that's right. Jamie hasn't had. And Bronn is great, but he can't really... Well, they're not equal. I mean, that's, that's the thing. They're not equals. No. Um, no. In a whole range of ways. But Tyrion is his brother. And yeah. so he no, understands more than anyone else, really, mm. what he's going through. Mm. Um, yeah, Jamie's fascinating at the moment. Like, he really just, is. He's gone from he's gone from being quite frustrating in how in how fully back on Team Cersei he got mm. to being genuinely conflicted again, and well, I love it. I that love whole it. Thing that Olena said, she's going to undo you, and he's like, oh, probably. Mm. So he so, sort of has this very fatalistic sense of. Um, I don't know, that, that whatever happens to him, it will be because of Cersei. Because of Cersei. He's twined with yeah. that, which makes it really interesting when, just to skip forward a bit, when Cersei then says, hey, up the dark, <laughs> peed on a stick, turned up positive, woohoo. Peed on a stick, he didn't do anything, that's not a thing here. <laughs> it's just but a stick. Went, went to Kyburn and he said it was for pregnancy. Well, I don't know, Kyburn. <laughs> Kyburn actually, Kyburn created a pregnancy yeah. test. It's a pregnancy tester. However, it is like a mini scorpion, so you kind of have to fire a stick. <laughs> I'll let you finish the mental image. In, into your <laughs> dragon, so to speak. Your... <laughs> <clears throat> ah, comedy. So, <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. It's not at all. It's quite a distressing one. <laughs> Quite a distressing mental image. I like because Kyburn's so gross and just kind of slow. I like the idea like, that the Kyburn yes, solution to everything is a giant ballista. <laughs> a pregnancy test. Yes, yes. my queen. Yes. Mm, how can I use <laughs> physics? Um, if we could somehow launch a projectile. <laughs> anyway. So um, when Cersei tells him that and he says, Oh, who are you going to say is the father? And, and, she's, and like, she's like, oh, you. Yeah. Because who cares? I'm done pretending. Because, and I guess it's not that long ago that, that, that Targaryens were on the throne with, it would be within living memory for a lot of people. Um, not that people necessarily lived long lives in Westeros, but yeah. we're talking 20, 25 years tops this since Robert's Rebellion. Used, this is what everyone says, but did they used to openly practice like yeah. into like sisters, cousins? Was, yeah, I don't think it was... Every generation, I feel like they did bring in outsiders, but I'm fairly certain that it was a common practice. And because in the books, Daenerys in chapter in the early chapters of the first book talks about how she just assumed she would marry Viserys, right? Okay, um, because of the keeping the bloodlines pure. Yeah. So the fact that she was being married off to Khal Drogo was something of a shock. Sure. But hey, kind of worked out better. I don't want to say that because of how it started, but at the same time. <laughs> If it had been her brother, worse. It would not have worked out like it did. Yeah. That's for sure. That's for sure. So, um, yeah, I, I, the idea of Jamie being openly the father of the heir to his sister, the yeah. queen. But, <sighs> but again, something like Nicola Costa-Waldo in that scene is just incredible because like the, the emotions that play across his face mm. when she says that, mm. like sort of. Fear, but also like pride and like love, but also like a vague sort of, oh, uh, you're like nervousness. Because she says, 
Don't betray me Don't again. betray me again. Don't do that again. <laughs> and he's like, oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Know, just meeting material is a betrayal. He is now constantly being watched yeah. because Kyburn obviously is the new spider and That's has it. his webs everywhere with missiles on them. He's like Spider-Man just... Like Spider-Man with, with missile like, shooters. No, what's pow pow pow? Oh, that's um, Star Wars, isn't it? Pew 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 pew. pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> I saw someone. I didn't watch it because I objected to it. Someone put up a video somewhere, you know, on the internet of like editing the Brienne and Arya fight from last episode. With oh yeah, with, with lightsabers. And I was yeah. like, no, it doesn't need lightsabers to be amazing. It was but amazing. It's, it's pretty cool. I didn't watch it out of protest. You know they did that with the Tower of Joy fight as well. Have you ever seen that? We might watch no, that afterwards. Because I don't. Why is putting lightsabers into something make it better? It, it doesn't. doesn't make it doesn't it make it better. It just makes it. I just object awesome. on philosophical grounds <laughs> that two awesome women fighting each other with awesome, genuine to the period, whatever the period is, swords is somehow made better by freaking imaginary lightsabers. True. There, I said it. It's all imaginary. Take your Star Wars and go home. <laughs> It's all imaginary, not like this show. <laughs> this show's amazing. Exactly. I'm invested in yes. this show. <laughs> so, um, Tyrion, yes, talk to Jamie. Jamie, talk to Cersei, Prego. Um, th- let's get to Gendry. We need to keep moving. We need to keep moving through. We've got a lot more to deal with. Yes. Gendry's back. Gendry's back. And, and, and super keen, ready to go. That was the best thing about it. Yeah. Because he's there. And Davos is, prepared, is gearing up for like a big convincing speech. Like, come on, lad. You've got to yeah. like come and fight for your, your people and all that sort of thing. He's like, no, no. Yeah. When, when do we leave? I've yeah. got, my, got my stuff. Got I my, literally got just filled in my pink slip yeah. while you were talking. <laughs> That's it. Yes. Bye. <laughs> I don't. I'm not even staying to collect my, you know, pay. That's it. We're out. My benefits. I'm just buying. What do we need? I know. I'm. Yep. You need me. Let's go. Uh, I've got a hammer. <laughs> also, I have this hammer. And does he not have the best hammer? Oh yeah, it's a pretty good hammer. But that's. It's a wonderful reminder of and a, a, a glimpse, I guess, into what Robert would have been like as a young man. Yes, exactly. Yeah, just just big, brash, bold, like. And because yeah. Robert's weapon was a hammer. Was a hammer. Yeah, exactly. So like father, like son. Hammer. Exactly. Um, it was really, Which I'm really sure touching. I'm sure Gendry knows, but it's it's interesting. Like like he he points out he's a smith. He doesn't know anything about swinging a sword, mm. but he knows a lot about swinging a hammer. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, as we see, he's very good with it. He, oh, Two shots. That's one inch. Bang bang down go the gold cloaks. You, like as soon as they turned up those gold cloaks on the beach. Yeah. At the boat, you're like, oh, they've got to be dead. Gendry's gonna slam them with his hammer. <laughs> And then they freak out. They draw it out. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. And like, I guess it just showed, it was just to allow Davos to be amazing and go, here, have some fermented crap. Yeah, like he's doing his best. It'll make you do well with the prostitutes. (laughs) You better get to the the nearest whorehouse as quick as you can. Otherwise you'll poke a hole (laughs) in that chain chain mail. mail. (laughs) It's just like, how many cool zingers can we give Davos this week? (laughs) It was a good Davos episode this week. He was was on fire. And, And then, and then they're like, Oh, wait, because um, he pays them off initially. And then yeah. they say, oh, what else have you got in there? And that's when he gives them the fermented crab. Yes. And then they toddle off to go get their end away. And then <laughs> it's really hard to hide the fact that you're a dwarf. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, a very there's a very famous dwarf in King's Landing who everyone's looking for. Yes. And he has a very distinctive scar on yes. his face. And they spot him straight away. I love that it's just that. Super awkward moment of yes. him walking down, seeing the gold cloaks and going, 
well, I'm just going to have to try and bluff on through, bluff through just, this. Uh, and then he says, yeah, what caused that scar? Oh, it's a fish hook. You know, this guy doesn't know how to fish. And he's never met Gendry or seen Gendry in his life. Yeah. He has to pretend like they're just all fishing it, buddies. Yeah. And uh, Davos is trying to run interference and Gendry just turns up behind. Like, I love that shot of Gendry just... And then this is Gendry. He'll do. He'll do. <laughs> it's just... Oh. Gold, 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 gold. It's good stuff. It, it is good stuff. Then um, we saw uh, John uh, Gendry be introduced to John. Yes. And that was great. So great because Davos, again, comes up with this elaborate like ruse that yeah. they're going to do. He's like, you're Clovis. I found you. You're, you're, you're here to... You're a to, smith. A smith. You want to go to Winterfell. You wanted to get out of the Lannisters. Um, that's fine. We'll have this whole thing. And he just comes barreling straight up to John. Hi, I'm Robert's Bastard and we're going to be best friends. <laughs> But why did he, because he, he obviously, like Davos went and got Gendry for some reason and Gendry tells him, this is my destiny. I knew something would happen. I knew when it, I'd be called and I would know it when it comes and yeah. this is it. So what made Davos think that Gendry was going to be happy <laughs> forging swords for Winterfell, you know? That's, that's true. And, and then there's that fantastic scene where he's like, oh, I, you know, I saw your father once at, at Winterfell. It's like, oh, I met your father in my shop. <laughs> uh, he's like, well, you're a lot leaner than Robert. Well, you're shorter than you're Ned. You're shorter than Ned. And beautiful John, like, sour face. And then he and smiles. Then a smile. And then a smile. And they're friends. And they're best bros And now. it turns out that, yeah, Gendry can handle himself with a hammer and actually it would be really great if he could go north of the wall. Yes. Help John kill some bad guys. But we'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to that. Um, let us go to Winterfell. And have a quick check-in with Sansa and Arya because there's a bit of discord. Yes. Uh, being sewn, of course, by Littlefinger, who yeah. is at the centre of all bad things. Yeah. I think so. Well, because, and this is the thing, I wonder what's, I wonder how many stages of bluff is happening because what we see is Littlefinger leading Arya around. We think that Arya is spying on Littlefinger, but then at the very end, it turns out that he's been leading her places and planting the idea in her head that Sansa has been conspiring from the beginning. God, he's right? got no bloody shame, does because, he? Because, and this is the thing, I, th- while I feel he's like... Been, while he's been trying to plant in Sansa's mind that Jon is bad, he's yes. now trying to plant in Arya's mind. That's your suggestion. Yeah, that, that Sansa I, is A few bad. people said, you know, no, 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 uh, Littlefinger knows what he's doing. He's leading Arya on. But I yeah. sort of thought, no, no, Arya's awesome. She's tracking him, but... But, but this is the thing. So so I think, so that's what the show is showing us, is that Littlefinger's leading Arya around and that she's falling for it. But then I wonder if they're going to pull the switcheroo when we find out that Arya's been an extra step ahead of Littlefinger this whole time. Oh, God. It's so complex. I know, I know. <laughs> wheels within wheels, four-dimensional chess. Um, so, yeah, like, like, so it just means that we have this interesting situation where she finds the note, and I feel like a lot of people didn't have, didn't understand what the note was, and it's the note that Cersei made her write back in season, uh, end, two, of season end of season one, one? yeah, uh, where after Ned is executed, or actually no, after it's before, it's before he's executed. Yeah, sorry. It, I think they're saying he's come, attacked, and he and Jamie have a fight. He's in the the red cells, black cells, black cells, and says, "Come down, swear allegiance to Joffrey, and it'll yeah, all be okay." And it'll all be okay. Our dad was a traitor. Said, yeah, our dad was a traitor, and that um, was the only copy in Winterfell. Yes, and one of the reasons I thought that. Baelish would want that is because that might lead Arya to uncovering the fact that Baelish was the one who betrayed him. Like if she starts to ask Sansa about that, because Sansa will 
Although Sansa doesn't know that Baelish... Sansa doesn't know that Baelish yeah. betrayed, otherwise she would have killed him on sight. Like, exactly. Uh, she doesn't know that. So, so what it so, was... So Baelish is holding that information. Baelish is holding it, and he knows that Arya is following him. So he wants her to find that information because she's already suspicious of Sansa. Oh, so he thinks that So he that wants. She he thinks, thinks that Arya will she then... think that Sansa... Was in league was with Cersei and Joffrey and everyone. For, yeah. Yeah. And so, but by letting Ned die, she would eventually become Lady of Winterfell, which is what she reckons she wants because she let the lords complain about Jon. That's right. telling them no. Yeah. So that, that's... The thing is, Sansa has a bloody good point, which is we can't go around and threaten to knock the block off every ally... Exactly. ...who came to our rescue at the Battle of the Bastards. We have Winterfell back because we took it. We can't just now go... Bye, bye, bye. Exactly. Arya's going really, like, bullet gate stuff here. Mm. Like, she's getting Which stuck into Sansa for not immediately beheading, her. like, Lord Aaron and... Or not Lord Aaron, um, like... Lord the, Royce. Lord Royce and, and Lord uh, Glover. Like, just, as far as she's concerned, they should both have been beheaded for what they said. Or at least... Which is... Bananas? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, that's really strange. And, and Sansa didn't do a bad job, I think, of they're going, the king in the north should stay in the north, and blah, 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 we came here for, for you. So like, and she said, you're very kind, but no, John's the king, he's doing what he thinks is best. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Baelish is in there, he is, like, sowing that discord. And God, so he's horrible. he's the worst. And I think, I don't know, I think, I don't know how much longer he's going to be around. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, except because this has to this ladder. has to come ahead. Chaos is a ladder. This has to come to a head. They have to deal with this before they deal with. It's amazing that Arya is just instantly loyal to John. Yeah. No questions asked. Oh, of course. Which is, it's really amazing given that, you know, she and Sansa are full sisters, and John is as ostensibly the bastard. But which is he why was... Sansa kind of initially distrusted him because she took sure. her mother's example, which is distrusting. Yeah. You know, and not not liking John, whereas but Arya has always thing. been independent. She's always made up her own mind. That's it. And she knows John. She hasn't seen John in years, but whatever he's doing is right. Absolutely. Well, because like she they were they him. were always close. Mm. He gave her needle. He did. You know, so they've and there's that awful that's that awful wonderful scene, uh, just before he or she leaves for winter and for he leaves King's for Landing Black, yeah. and they have that hug. Yeah. And I think a lot of people want to see that repeated. Yeah. That would be I really do. good. That would be really Because good. remember how we were saying, I think last week that is John going to go back to Winterfell or will he go straight to Eastwatch? And that's and what happened. He went straight to Eastwatch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, we're getting close to that bit now. I think we should. Let's, have we missed anything? I don't think we have. Let's just talk about, Sam Tarly. Yes, sorry, yes. Because we yes. have... Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. We have things to discuss. Oh, my goodness, yes. You go, you're so, excited. Okay, so, I mean, like, if you missed it, and I think if you're listening to this podcast, you probably didn't, but just in no, case... No, because I memed about it. Well, exactly. If you read my recap, you exactly would have seen my right. meme. I was very I happy with my meme. It was a very good meme. Thank you. Um, but if, for whatever reason, you're listening to this podcast and you don't understand the significance of the Sam and Gilly scene, Gilly is sitting there and is trying, is just sort of... Idly reading something, he goes, "Oh, she's Prince idly. Prince Ragar said that uh, we had an annulment." She has become an incredibly diligent researcher. She couldn't read. Well, that's right, exactly. A couple of years ago, and she's and she's learnt to read, and not only that, she's, she's helping to Sam read like go through all the text. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's just sitting there like getting really angry with her for no reason at all. It's very strange because he's angry at himself yeah. because he tried to convince the Maesters to actually do something, and they wouldn't. So he's just pissed off that. 
you know, yes, we can record every detail about every step in the citadel or every yep. bowel movement that a certain maester takes, but <laughs> we can't actually progress things. Yep. So, you know, I get that Sam was having a moment. Yes. But by gum, that was the way he cut her off when she yeah. started talking about... Well, you Absolutely. Can... Well, and she says, uh, so... so What's uh, an annulment? What's an annulment? And my ears pricked up. I was like, <laughs> what? And it turns out that Rhaegar Targaryen... Rhaegar. <laughs> Rhaegar. To, um, went to the High Septon, divorced his wife, Ilya Martell, uh, the... Sister of uh, okay. Prince Oberyn Martell, uh, and married Lyanna Stark before well, she married had another woman. Married another Dawn. woman yeah. in Dawn, which we know was Lyanna Stark. Yes, and was before John was born. So John is the is the true heir <laughs> to the Iron Throne. He's legit, baby. He's legit. He's not a bastard. He's actually not a bastard. He is the legitimate son of the prince, the Targaryen prince, and therefore himself the Targaryen heir to the Iron Throne. Oh, man. I just can't even... He's such a Stark to me. It's I know. That's that's right. It's but so, that's the point of him. He's the, he's the mingling of ice and fire. Which is what in the books, you know, they always said Rhaegar was obsessed with creating... Obsessed with creating the, the, prince, the prince that, that was, was promised, promised, Azor Ahai. And yeah. As, as, I which, mean, it's not looking great for Jorah uh, Look, Look, point. I'm just saying <laughs> it does rocket John back up to the top <laughs> of the suspect list as to the possible Azor Ahai. I'm not taking, like, any glee out of that at all. Except that, that you are. Except that I am. 100%. <laughs> your whole face is, I can't, <laughs> you look up glee in the dictionary and it's a picture of your face right now. <laughs> it's a picture of my face singing a cappella. Yeah. But the... <laughs> <laughs> That's so early 2010 hey, topical. Whatever. Um, but the, uh, but, like, this is huge. It's it's huge. Yeah. It completely delegitimizes, blows straight past it. Sam blows straight past it. Way to go, Sam. I'm sure in those books that he's taking is the that information, and he will go north. Okay. Meet up with Bran. They'll put the pieces together. Oh, that's where you think he's going. I think that's where he's going. I've got no idea where he's going to go because he doesn't know anything about his family dying. So, well, that's it. So I assume he's going. He's going back north. I assume he would head for Winterfell because he assumes that Jon's there. Yes. Um, or at least that would be a good place to sort of make for, uh, to sort of regroup and everything else. He could probably leave Gilly there. And then, you know, go to wherever John is. So once he gets to Winterfell, he will meet up with Bran. They can put the pieces together yeah. and realize that John is the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, that'll be And exciting. has been the whole time. Yeah. And what I love about that is that it completely pulls the rug out from under Daenerys' claims that she was born to rule. Well, she right? was. She's well, an heir. She's a no, Targaryen. No, she's not. No, she's not. Not the way it works. <laughs> like, like, hey, like, well, yes, okay, primogenitor. Absolutely, look for the win. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, absolutely, she's the, she's the dragon queen, and, and she's awesome, and you know, when, hey, yay. When but, they left, and we saw that moment where you know he says, "Well, if I don't come back, at least you won't have to deal with the king in the north." And she says, "I've grown accustomed to him," and it's like, <laughs> "Oh my god, are they going to do it?" But how's she going to feel when she finds out that actually he's, he's more her legitimate nephew. than her. Well, that's right, exactly. Has more legitimate claims. But this is what I mean. She has based her entire identity. This entire crusade has been a bit. Of, has been about. They took everything from me, and I'm going to take back what is rightfully mine. Yeah. Her her speech at the start of this series was all about to John. 
to John was about <laughs> I am the rightful ruler of the iron of the, the seven kingdoms. No, but you're not. Having said that, what about John, whose whole thing recently has been I don't want to command anymore? Like well, that's what makes him under duress. Isn't you know? that what makes the best rulers? So, but it's true; it complicates matters. Yeah, but. He like if if we are taking what the show says at face value, which I don't know why we wouldn't. He's Rhaegar Targaryen's legitimate son and only surviving son, and therefore the heir to the Iron Throne. Mm, gosh, 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 gosh! <laughs> huge, huge, and the show blew straight past it, but in, in a, a way, way, in a wonderful way, and in a playful way, but in a way that. I'm sure there were people watching who did not even realise that something huge had just happened. Yeah, yeah. Like, there were there were definitely people who watched Don't that worry, episode. there's been enough clickbait articles yes, about absolutely. it absolutely. That's it. But if you're, if you're not particularly engaged, like, if you like Game of Thrones, but you're not particularly, like, keyed into, like, if you're not one of those people who, like, reads 50 articles after the... After Sorry, the... Um... My phone just went off. <laughs> Um, yes, I, I mean, who are those people? Who, who? who well, I mean, there's there who, are people. Who are casual watchers there of are, Game of Thrones? There are people. There's pl- there was plenty of people, uh, certainly online, sort of asking about. Well, hang on, what is that even? Was that something? I don't even know if that's uh, something. And it's like, yep, it's pretty big. It's yep. pretty big. And then Sam decides to pack them all up. Now, before he leaves, he does a raid of the Citadel and takes a bunch of stuff. Yeah. How does he know he's taking the right I, stuff? That's what I mean. Like, I'm wondering if he's just taking books at random or none something. None of those scrolls seem to be. Labeled like yeah. there don't seem to be long night studies, which is what he says to the yes, maesters exactly, you yeah. need to be looking at. I wonder if they have like a directory or something or like a, a reference list. Anyway, he packs his little wagon full, takes Gillian the baby, and buggers off. So that's Sam. So now I think we're pretty much almost at the end. So let's go to Easterwatch. Just like John does. Uh, just like John does. Meet up with Tormund. Uh, can I just say yes. two things? Mm. First of all, I forgot to mention Davos's awesome, speaking of fan service, his awesome line to give oh, yes. Sorry. about how I thought you'd still be rowing. I thought you were still rowing. Oh, God. That is... that Three, is the, Four seasons worth of jokes in that. Absolutely. That and is, they pay that off. That is possibly the most meta line the show's ever done. Like, that is that is the closest it's ever come to fan service. <laughs> Right, like we got, we got nearly there with Sam's line, like earlier in the season, where he's like, "Oh, I thought that might have been called something a bit more poetic." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, "Oh, the, the War of the Five Kings" or whatever. And it's oh, like, yes. "Oh, I thought it could have been called something the, a bit more the, interesting." The wars after the death of Robert Baratheon yeah. or something. Yeah, it's like, "Oh, it could have been called something a bit more poetic." Yeah, something like Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, you know, that was that was pretty meta. But then, like, uh, you know, Davos saying to Gendry, "Oh, I thought you'd still be rowing." Right, that is that is one hundred percent. He might as well have turned to the camera and winked, <laughs> you know. And but the thing was, I didn't hate it. No, I, no, I was, was sitting great. there like with a big grin. It was um, so good. And then the other thing I was going to briefly mention, and I've forgotten what it was. Oh, Jorah and Danny. They had oh, lovely yes. moments in this, and there were so many jokes well, again online about, hey, he's come back, all the way back, cured himself, and he's back in the friend zone. <laughs> but to me, I actually felt more love coming from Danny's side yeah. than I ever have before in their interactions. Totally. She's always relied on him and trusted him, but this time, it like, she literally almost cried when he turned back up again. Absolutely. And, and well, she's because like, yes, too. he is my friend. And when they left, she, like, kissed his hands. And, yeah. you know, that that's incredible. Like, I believe that you are cured. I will yeah. touch you, you know. I'm Because he was infectious, you know. Yeah. So she actually touched him. And- Absolutely. And, and the reason I think she was so fond towards him was that of all her current 
crop of advisors. He's the one who's never questioned her, never like undermined her. He started as a spy. Yes. But he immediately like renounced it mm. and has been he, faithful ever since. Yeah, he is her most loyal, most trusted uh, advisor and friend. And so I think, you know, we're, we're, aside from like Masande or someone, like you know, yeah. that, that's you know whatever. But, uh, you know, out of all her current advisors, he's the one who she doesn't have to worry about. Yeah. She like she's like, oh, and you're back. That's awesome that you didn't die. And there was also a lovely little scene between Tyrion and Jorah where Tyrion gives Jorah the coin that they... Yes. And again, it was just one of those reminders of how many people in this episode have met each other yeah. previously and are now back together. Because I had almost forgotten about, oh yeah, Tyrion and Jorah were together when Jorah got grayscale. That's right. You know, exactly. And then they were captured and traded and they were in the fighting pit. Like that's They were all together. Just, yeah. you know, remind you get reminded of how many interactions some of these characters have had. Totally. Which transitions very well <laughs> to the scene in the East Watcher dungeon yes, with yes, the Brotherhood yes. um, where they all turn out to have met each other and be like, Various iterations. Screw you. Yeah. No, screw you. <laughs> hey, don't right. trust him. Don't trust him. That guy's a bastard. That guy's father was a bastard. They all have an opinion. That's it. They all have a reason to distrust each other, but John yeah. cuts through it all yes. just by going, we're all on the same side. How, how can you tell? We're still breathing yes oh gosh that was such good. a great line i mean that's that's an action movie line. i should like, have that's... incorporated that into my recap and i forgot look to be fair i was distracted by tormund giants 100 because tormund going did you bring the big woman with you <laughs> <laughs> broke me broke i know me. i know oh he's the best i i just loved everything so about good. him it's like so and he's sort of like good. kind of boyish and like did you did you bring the big woman and then someone pointed out i think on my facebook today that Imagine if the hound and Tormund get talking and the hound talks about how... Oh my God, I haven't even thought about that yet. By, <laughs> by Brienne. <laughs> and imagine how turned on Tormund will be. <laughs> or maybe jealous, you know. Yeah, that's right. You, you, you got beaten by her in a fight? <laughs> Lucky bastard. <laughs> I just love that. And John had that lovely little kind of wink or yeah. sort of smile just when, smile, when yeah. Tormund was asking about Brienne. It was just gorgeous. <laughs> And and it is a big thing for John to go beyond the wall again. It's you know well, he I think lived so, yeah. out there rough for a year. Absolutely, yeah. And so you know he's been out there. He's and not only that, he's had that he had that experience at Hardhome where he went out to yeah rescue as many people as he could, and it was a massacre. So to go back into the jaws of almost certain death is pretty brave. Yeah, very brave men. Seven of them. Seven walking out from the wall dun, in a dun, in a perfect dun. Mighty Ducks flying oh, V. Oh, like, uh, <laughs> in their bare skins. In their bare and, skins and everything and oh, carrying swords and things. But it oh. was, I mean, it was great. It was like, it was a really fun way, I think, of having the um, the Brotherhood turn up where yeah, they need it. Sure, exactly. Because we haven't seen them for two episodes. And no. we're like, yeah, where are they? And no, it turns out they've just been trying to sneak into <laughs> sneak the through, north, Sneak through, sneak through, through the East wall. Watch. Um, I think, does this... And Thoris doesn't even have a drink. <laughs> I haven't been and, feeling myself. And Beric having, well, it doesn't matter the reasons why we need to go north. The fact is we both have reasons. And the house like, can you all just shut up? Because <laughs> he is the best. He's oh. so good. Like there's, there's so, such a large concentration now of awesome characters at the wall. It makes me very nervous for next week. Yeah, I was about to say, because look, Stu, we've got Tormund, we've got the Hound, we've got Beric, we know his flaming sword is coming up. Oh, yes. We've got Thoros, we've got John, we've got Gendry and his hammer. Yep. 
surely we can't lose Gendry again. He's only just back. But then Dickon got, you know, burnt after two eps. So. It, look, it does sort of suggest some sort of redemptive arc if he was able to save John or something. Yeah, or, I don't you know. feel. I feel like he's, they've he's all there got for to survive. a reason. I feel like they've all got to survive. But if we're going to lose anyone, maybe Thoros or something. I was about to say maybe Beric. Thoros or maybe Beric. Like Beric finally carks it. Someone else. Someone else actually said, uh, and I saw this analysis online, which was really interesting. It's the Night King. So they're not. They're not zombies, right? They are reanimated by the White Walkers. So if they get their hands on a white, does that mean, like, like, would they be able to take it to King's Landing? Or I assume if, if they were able to put it in a crate and keep it contained, yeah, then they could transport it. And but if the Knights King saw what they were doing, couldn't he just like send that one back to sleep? Um. And does it have to be near him to be oh, reanimated? Like, like them off. D- yeah, d- yeah. Does he have? Because they're not zombies. This is the thing. If any of the and it's not a zombie movie. Like if any of these guys get scratched or bitten or whatever, they're not going to turn into zombies. These are reanimated no. corpses. These are corpses reanimated by the White Walkers. Yeah. So what? Like if they take it all the way down to King's Landing, is it still under the influence of the White Walkers, or will it just become a cadaver? Like, hmm. do you know what I mean? Like, like it seems like a weird plan. Is my point. It is like but lots it does of variables get us in play. Seven awesome guys. That's true. Heading out into the white. That's very white true. Yonder. I'm not arguing about yeah. that. <laughs> is it just the seven of them, or is there more? Because I saw more people I at the gate. Like, Are they hanging back? I feel like maybe they were extra brotherhood without banners, or yeah. they're extra free folk who are just sort of hanging back. They're yeah, going to stay or they're, there. Yeah, they're maybe the support crew because yeah. you've got to have some food and well, that's right. Yeah, to exactly. Keep going out there. But I do like that. Uh, but the, the spearhead. Yeah, <laughs> quite is, literally is. Is out there. He's out there. Because I wondered if there were more people coming because there was just the seven of them in like that perfect V. Oh. Right. I'm like, did they organize that? Like, did they did they sort of sit down? Okay, now you stand there. Now you two are the tallest. So you yeah. go at the back. John's going to be at the front, obviously. Yeah. But like, He's our leader. Yeah. He's the shortest. I feel like Jorah should be like the second there and then we'll put like, you know, Beric here. He can be fine. That's fine. And then, um, you know. Places, everyone. Get places. places. Everyone, ready? Okay, we're going to lift, the, lift yeah. the wall. It's going to be really awesome and, and epic. Yeah. Yep. Everyone get ready for some right. blast of cold wind. Everyone everyone, get ready to look really steely-eyed and motivated. Okay, places. Okay, break a leg, everyone. All right, here we go. <laughs> and strut. <laughs> yeah, but there's been lots of good memes come out of that. There's been, so good. I've, I've seen heads photoshopped onto Avengers. I've oh, yes, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've even, got a, guy, they've even got a guy with a hammer. That's what I love. Yeah, it's so true. It's, it's, oh, it's just perfect. Well, Stu, I think we've done as much as we can do at this point. Yes. And, um, Looking yeah. forward to next week. I People were freaking out at the end of last episode. They're like, oh, my God, is Jamie alive? Is Like, what happened? That was such an awesome episode. I had no qualms whatsoever. I had no doubts whatsoever that Jamie was alive. Yeah, I didn't think right? he was going to die. I felt that he was going but, to be Danny's prisoner. So that's totally sure, upended. Sure, absolutely. You know, but I'm glad but, that we got the going straight to Eastwatch thing. Absolutely. Straight to Eastwatch. And I have never been so angry that credits started rolling. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. Oh, I knew that it was going to end with that walking out. Because, like, the episode blew past. Even though, they, again, it's a, it was a long episode, but it just blew past. And they're walking out. I'm like, well, okay, this is going to be awesome. Credits. Fade to black. I'm like, no! <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, we've got to wait for next week. Which suggests that next week is going to be 
very, very uh, big, very yeah. epic. You might see Eric and his flaming sword, and I, I hope so because I, I want that to be. I in... strongly suspect we will. I think that will. That I will want. Be next I want week. that to be. Yeah, I feel like that's the natural step: is that they're either going to fail miserably at their task, and it was all a waste of yeah. time, or they're going to capture a white and get it down to Cersei by the end of yeah. the episode. I don't. I, I think. They've, something's got to happen with regards to getting that white. Like, yeah. otherwise there's no point. And who's and going to take it back? Because is John actually going to go down to King's Landing? I feel like that would be stupid. You know, he's gone to Dragonstone stupid. and people thought that was stupid. He's now gone to Eastwatch and people think that's stupid. I feel like going and seeing Cersei is the most stupid. That's right. But I, but I, I do rather wonder because... John face off But there's against... no... Who else in that group can go down safely and, and see Cersei? Like, Jorah works for Danny. The Hound. The Hound abandoned Joffrey... True. Um, and then deserted. He's Maybe a deserter. Beric and Thoros. Beric and Thoros are outlaws. Yep. Um, Jorah. Jorah. Was Jorah works for works for Danny and, oh, yeah. and was banished for from the Iron from the Tormund. Tormund is a wildling. Yeah, good which point. is still a thing. That's a toughie. Um, Maybe they could just FedEx it. And Gendry. Gendry is the bastard son of Robert Baratheon. <laughs> Right? Who yeah, do they send? Them, none of them really Who should do be they in the send? capital. That's a really good point. <laughs> I feel like they should just freight it. <laughs> just put a big just sticker on it. Like, attach like a whole murder of ravens to the top Two of that thing. Dark yeah. Cersei. Yeah, drone it in. <laughs> Although it's technically a drone that the carry, that, you know, the white is technically a drone, really. He, so he is. Like a drone, That's true. Um, well, yes, we need to wrap up, but I hope we have white fight action next white, week. White fight. The Excellent. White fight. Um, so we can talk about it because obviously after that I will be in New York for the finale. So yes. next week will be our last uh, uh, podcast, you know, until we then do the final one. Mm-hmm. We'll just yes. be a bit later. <laughs> it's all, it sort of all come up so quickly. That's but, it. Um, yeah. I wanted to give people the heads up that there is that little change. But don't worry, we will we will still podcast. You can't stop us. And Absolutely. then we have to work out how we're going to continue podcasting and do one of the crazy ideas that we keep brainstorming. Yeah, we keep live brainstorming <laughs> yeah. on these on these. Sessions. Uh, so if you have an idea for Stu and I to podcast, call in and tell us what we should do. But until then, um, please keep an eye out on facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne. I'm mm-hmm. at Girl Clumsy on Twitter. Uh, Stu is at Disco Stew. Patreon.com slash Girl Clumsy. It's just, it's all over the place. So um, yes, please comment, chat, cheeseburggothic.com for the recaps. Just be a part of it. I love you all. And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, and as we always like to say, Vala Mogulis. Winter is here.